When I was, um, I guess this was two or three churches ago, I was doing a series on um, the Sermon on the Mount. And I had not, I had preached from the Sermon on the Mount before, just picking a verse here and, or picking a section here. Uh, but I had never really uh, gone through it, through sermons, uh, verse by verse. And so uh, I decided to do this uh, for this particular church. And uh, I thought, well, I, yeah, I mean, I know the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, you know, this will be easy to kind of outline it in certain ways and be able to go through it. Uh, but what I didn't know was how much I didn't know about Jesus. And I just remember, and, and I grew up in church. I mean, literally grew up in church. Uh, did all the vacation Bible schools, all the Sunday schools, all the youth camps, everything. And so I knew the, the Bible pretty well and had been to seminary and all that um, before I preached this series. Um, and yet Jesus still surprised me. As I went through uh, just rethinking uh, who Jesus was and, and listening intently to the words of Jesus as he spoke those words long ago, I tried to enter and I tried to get my congregation to enter into the very context of what was happening there. As all these people gathered uh, and as Jesus was teaching them in such a powerful way and saying some really radical things and Maybe I had never thought of them as being so radical before until I started to go through that. And I found that my views on a lot of things changed. My, uh, some of my political views were changed. Some of my uh, uh, theological views certainly changed. My views on ethics and, and the way that you treat people in the world uh, was greatly improved. And I just remember week after week um, being changed by what I was hearing from Jesus just by reading through the Sermon on the Mount. And sometimes uh, I think I've gone through different parts of my life where uh, I have these epiphanal moments. And by the way, we are still in the season uh, of Epiphany or after Epiphany. And uh, as we do so, we think about the things and the ways that God reveals himself to us. And I can think of a number of ways and a number of times when I had those moments, those aha moments where God just catches you by surprise. I wonder, have you had any of those in your life? Well, we often go through our Christian lives no longer being surprised by Jesus. And maybe it's been a long time since you've been surprised by Jesus, but we tend to just go with what we know, right? We know the Bible, or we think we know the Bible, and we know how God works, and uh, where God shows up, you know, Sunday morning, 11 o'clock at church. But then we go into our week, and we don't pay attention. And, and we're not completely open to the things that God wants to reveal to us. There's a, um, uh, an author, theologian, philosopher, uh, James Fowler, who wrote a book, uh, about the stages of belief or the stages of faith. And I'm not going to go through all the, the different stages, but beginning with infancy and uh, you know, early childhood, you go to Sunday school or you go to vacation Bible school 
and uh, you are seeing flannel graphs or you're seeing something in a book about Jesus or your teacher is teaching you uh, about, you know, different Bible stories. And so you, you stay in that mode and uh, then you get a little bit older and you start to understand a little bit more, not just the, uh, the concrete things that you can see, but you begin to uh, internalize them in different ways. Uh, and you progress in your faith. Well, I think so many of us uh, stay in that early childhood stage where we just know that Jesus loves us and we know uh, what we think Jesus looked like and we know some scripture and we know some of the stories, but we really don't go beyond that to the point where our lives are constantly being changed by this Jesus Christ. And certainly, uh, that's what took place in our gospel text this morning. Um, As Jesus entered into Capernaum, as he went into the synagogue there, and it would be customary for different um, teachers, religious teachers within uh, their own uh, religion, within Judaism, to to go in and to teach. And uh, in Luke, we hear about where Jesus goes and, you know, picks up a scroll and begins to read from it. And so uh, that is very much uh, taking place here. Jesus has this opportunity where he can stand up, and it's, it's all men in this particular uh, setting. Uh, and as he is uh, doing so, um, he begins to expound greatly on the words of God. And as he does so, there are several reactions in the crowd. I don't know if you can see, you know, some of the faces that are on this old mosaic, but uh, there's one in your bulletin there that uh, really shows, you know, some of what's going on in there. Uh, And you'll see different reactions, different responses. I think that is a painting by James Tissot. And you'll see some that are quite perplexed, right? Uh, there are some that are, they have the look of doubt on their faces. There are some that seem right, rightly pleased with what Jesus is saying. But the way Mark describes this, he says that, that they were uh, astounded uh, as Jesus was teaching. Because uh, he was getting right to the core of things. And it would be typical for another teacher to quote from this uh, commentary or you know, this rabbi or to quote, um, you know, uh, from uh, one of the scribes. But Jesus just stands up and he begins speaking with great authority. He's not quoting anyone. He's not saying, well, this person understands it this way and, and this one understands it a different way. Jesus just speaks it. And the people are taken aback. They are astounded, as Mark describes it, at his authority that he really seems to know what he's doing. He really seems to know what he's talking about. And this truth is a truth that is either resonating with them or confronting them in different ways, making some of them uncomfortable. And they are intrigued. And in the midst of this, as he's doing all of this, this, uh, this guy stands up and uh, you see this demonic... Uh, um, situation that, that is going on. And I've sometimes wondered what that would be like if it happened in here. Uh, we have had some similar things happen here throughout our years, uh, but nothing quite like this. And so the man uh, with an unclean spirit cries out, what have you to do with us? 
Jesus of Nazareth. So this us being, okay, not just one demon, but many demons that are inside this man. And so I don't know what I would do if one of you did that. Uh, I'd probably go duck back there. But Jesus stops in the midst of his teaching and he responds to this. He addresses this and he calls out that unclean spirit from the man. And so they're, I mean, their heads were already spinning from his authority, but then they see it in action. And then they're like, wow, this is amazing. And we see that what happens uh, after that, that uh, Jesus's fame spread. People move from that place and they begin telling other people. They go back to their homes. They go back to their cities. They go back uh, to their neighborhoods and they start talking about what they saw in the synagogue that day. And so more and more people are talking and, and the word spreads about Jesus. All because they were greatly surprised by Jesus. Well, when was the last time that you were surprised? I mean, really, when, when was it for you? When you really were confronted, not necessarily in a negative way, but confronted by the truth and the authority of Jesus. Something amazing that you've learned. Maybe it was this morning in Sunday school, or, or maybe it was uh, at a retreat you took one time, or a camp setting. When we get to where we can see and hear Jesus, when we see him in action, then we will act in the same way that this crowd did. We will be surprised that, that you will be taken aback by the things that God is doing in, in, in your life and the things that he wants you to hear, his sense of truth. And for me, that day when I was, or that time I was going through that whole series uh, on the Sermon on the Mount, there, there were adjustments that I had to make in my life as I realized the truth of what Jesus was saying. And sometimes to even change my views. But we'll also be intrigued. These people in that crowd were like, what is this? They're talking with one another. And I think that's a great description of what happens when we meet together in Bible study groups. That we have that opportunity. We don't always agree on everything uh, that's in the text. And so we have different viewpoints and different things that are being said. And we say to each other, what is this? What, what is this all about? And what is, why is Oppenheimer <laughs> on the TV screen? Um, is that Trey back there? Trey, can you get those remotes and just turn them off? Thank you. Otherwise, okay, there we go. Sunday today. <laughs> well, this may be actually more interesting than what I'm talking about, but... Um, there is that sense of intrigue, and I hope that in your life, you are developing that sense of intrigue, that you're not settling for what you hear and what you've known in the past, but you are getting to the point where you are intrigued. You're curious. There is this deep curiosity that is going on inside of you to want to know more about Jesus, to want to see the things that Jesus can do. And when all of that happens, we are moved we will be moved to go and tell others to spread the fame of who Jesus is and what you have seen about Jesus, what you have learned from him. 
I don't know if y'all are uh, Shy LeBeau uh, fans. Uh, anybody? Thank you, MJ. Um, he was, you know, what was a child actor, started acting very young, uh, was kind of the star of Nickelodeon. I know my kids uh, watched him and watched uh, his many shows and movies and all that. Uh, and as most um, child actors, as they grow up, most of them don't turn out very well. And so um, that was true for him. And he got involved in drugs. He got involved in uh, all kinds of, of uh, I would say, terrible things that he was doing with his life and got to that point of depression. He had been in and out of rehab so many times and was really just suicidal. And someone came along in his life and uh, uh shared with him about something that, that was coming up, uh, that he still had some acting ability, that he still had things that he could do with his life, and he didn't need to end his life. And he told him about this uh, movie, this script that was being put together uh, about Padre Pio. Uh, and this was going to be about Padre Pio, the Capuchin uh, monk, and uh, the, the life that he lived and the amazing uh, things that he did in his life. And he said, I, I think you'd be the, the best one for this. And so uh, uh, he, he takes on that role. And as he is doing so, uh, and he spends times in the actual Capuchin uh, monastery, uh, during this whole time, as he is playing this priest and trying to understand about Mass and, and, and the words of the Mass and the words of Jesus, uh, he was converted. Uh, he grew up, he had been baptized Catholic, uh, had been, his uh, other parent was uh, Jewish, and so he'd gone through bar mitzvah, but had done nothing with it, had not developed any more out of that. But it was during this time that he decided uh, that he understood how much Jesus loved him and what uh, Jesus wanted him to do with his life. And so now uh, he's saying that he has a, a call to ministry and wants to become a deacon in the, in the Catholic Church. Just an amazing story about someone who was surprised by Jesus. Well, may we as a church be surprised. May we be intrigued and moved as we meet together on Sunday mornings, but also as we carry out our mission right here in the Highland neighborhood, that we could provide opportunities for others to be surprised by Jesus as well. Amen. Amen.